When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, my talkers. A little bit after 4 o'clock on this Thursday afternoon. Very fall-like day, but no worries. Lori and Julia are here to bring you into this afternoon. We've got more fun ahead here, so sit back and enjoy the show. Okay, all right. Thanks, so, Grant. you know, I just have to, I just, you know, how wrecked I've been in the last couple of years over the fact that Madonna, you know, the way she's going about being legendary status, I disagree <laughs> with many of the things she does. And I want mm-hmm. her to call share. But on this date in 1982, October 6th, this was the first song that we ever heard in our life from the self-titled album, Madonna. Madonna. I still called everybody yep. and Grant, if you could just, mm-hmm. this is when we just were like, who's that girl? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a great song and this is why Madonna, I mean, the single was on, she had a little, the studio album, you know, Madonna yep. and she recorded the demo of the song and she used to dance at this place called Danceteria in New York. And begged the DJ to, to play, play your it. song. I remember. To play yes, it. yes. And the song charted on the Billboard Hot Dance um, Club songs, but it helped her get her, you know, yeah. her first appearance. And she's performed it, you know, live a number of times. But like that was just a great song. And she was living in New York and establishing her music career. And she was in her boyfriend's band called Breakfast Club. And, you know, just uh, she. She convinced this DJ yep. dance a tree to play everybody, and that's how she ended up getting her record, uh, deal. record deal. Sire Records. 1982. 1982. There you go. I mean, you know, you have to, the the talent, she would do anything to be a star, she and w- she was she relentless. Would. She really would. And um, um, they built her career with singles. Basically, mm-hmm. if you think about it, and I mean, we that song was always on. We always. just were like crazy for it. We're like, oh my gosh, this is the and best then song. Holiday, yeah. You must be my lucky star. So just so many borderline, but yeah. that you was, can quote that whole first album. Oh yeah, yeah. no, but this was <laughs> yeah. the song that got us all. We were like, who is it? Let yeah. her, you know. Anyway, so and she was just dancing up on stage, moving, doing the what was the. What's the, the pony? The pony, the but pony. A, a much oh, more disco a version different. of the pony. Dis- yeah, more punky. <laughs> I know. We've, I, Lori's, I work with two of you who are the same person separated by 15 years. Mm-hmm. I was announcing to uh, myself. Yeah, that's true. Today, mm-hmm. because you two mm-hmm. like the same music, mm-hmm. like the same TV shows, have the same sense of humor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. It's cool. Grant, you're an old soul. I am. 
Uh-huh. I appreciate that. You're an old soul. It's good to be uh, in the same realm of either uh-huh. of you. So yeah, and we're old you. young people. That's right. We're older, <laughs> younger people. Mm. Um, now, speaking of older, younger people, mm-hmm. Fleetwood Mac, which... Uh, you know, is the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, you it think really about dreams having the renaissance last year with yeah. the uh, TikTok, then the go your own ways in a pharmaceutical com- commercial. Don't stop. You hear in different commercials. And there's another song that now the young people have gravitated to. So uh, besides everybody getting that flashback, this is going back to 1987. And this is uh has jumped to number three on iTunes because it's in this Chevy commercial promoting electric vehicles. Oh, Here's the song. All right. You know, the 80s continue to prove that was just like one of the most amazing And, and like Jimmy was. Fallon, like Fallon last night right. oh, with that yeah. cold open, rock the 80s like a champion. Oh, it's so good. So anyway, that's back number three on iTunes and Fleetwood Mac's greatest hits is up to number 11. Wow. And, um, yeah, so, so, you know, and this is why, but like Madonna, this is how, you know, how much money she has. Like, she's not even thinking about selling her catalog. Do you know how many people would love to put her songs in, 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 uh, commercials and you know who Joey Ramone just sold his today. Yeah. Okay. That's good. She is a punk rocker. needs to be in a commercial ASAP, Mm -hmm. but, um, Justin Bieber and Scooter Braun are trying to figure out how to sell his catalog because he has canceled now. We didn't really he's think he's not he, going to tour. He's not going to tour, but he's canceled so much yeah. that there's maybe he's in a bit of a financial bind. Don't worry, he's still rich. But um, selling part of his catalog would be a backstop. The problem with Justin Bieber's catalog is like, I'll just give you an example Peaches. There's a dozen writers. Oh, so they're See, all going to get This paid. is interesting, Lori. This so is, it would be a conference call right. for a meeting of the writers or a Zoom call that would fall out, you know, fall down because there's so many faces on it. And that's why when we talk about Loretta Lynn, who we can bring up again today, yeah. she wrote her own songs. Dolly Parton wrote many. And that's why I think the disc came out from... Who dissed Beyonce because she had so many people on her songwriting? Yeah. Who did that? I can't remember. I can't Red remember. said Fred said Beyonce didn't ask for permission for I'm too sexy sample. Yeah. So but I whatever. I but I mean, that, but, but when you don't write your own music mm-hmm. and you've got like seventeen producers on something, that's hard. Not producers, they're but writers. Songwriters, right. writers. They get a and writing you get a credit. credit. Mm-hmm. So um what is it worth when you have that many writers so he most of bieber's songs have between six and eight songwriting credits per song wow so he's not gonna be some you know 500 million guy like bruce springsteen isn't that something wow yeah he's very talented but more of a face after you know i mean it was Mm -hmm. found on his musical talents but you know this face and the voice whereas some of these other guys like bruce and they write the money's in the writing people and he's only you know he's under 30 and he's under five foot eight tall so that's got to be the beginning of the press release you know (laughs) because it's not going to be for a big a tremendous amount of money yeah well i don't think enjoy it while you while you got time yeah but he's trying to get a piece of the billion dollar pie in music publishing because well it's really a good time i mean when you think about it why wouldn't you sell i mean enjoy the money now people 
don't the Rolling Stones won't ever do it. And same with Madonna. If you have fu money, right. you, don't you, you, right. you, you don't need to. You don't need to. Bruce Springsteen had it. He did it, but his kid said, "Dad, we don't want to manage your what what you do, which is you decide. You don't want to have any of your songs in commercial. You make the decision for us." I love yeah. you because Lori talked to her. I his did. Kids. Well, yeah. no, the, the equestrian, the equestrian, and the firefighter. Because Bruce, when you have your own publishing, you have to make decisions and right. all that stuff. You and your team. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if you sell your catalog, someone else... You, you give each kid $25 million, they put it into a hedge fund or something, and mm-hmm. they're going to live the rest of their life, and they don't have to make a single decision on what daddy's life is going to... you or know what he would have wanted. wanted. Exactly. Get in arguments. Dad wouldn't want this in a Visa commercial. Well, or, don't you think the Rolling Stones kids are going to have the same thing? Uh, but we don't know that they haven't figured this. that waiting, all out. I'm waiting for how yeah. you're going to spin this. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Those guys probably have it very specific because they shared, uh, you know, it's uh, Jagger. And Richards mm-hmm. and so many of the songs. And so many of the songs. Yeah. It was those two. But those guys definitely have a few money. Richards would come up with the melody and Jay would fill it in with the words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some dance. All right. All right. So it's All right. time for Random Thoughts. It is. We'll be right back. Julia's Random Thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, everybody. It's time for Random Thoughts. Here is something extremely random uh cancer was originally called crabs what when hypocrisies found cancers <laughs> in patient in ancient greece he looked when who hypocrisies <laughs> hippocrates how do you say that hippocrates hippocrates, hippocrates. hippocrates. i know i couldn't say his name i just went with I'm it like hypocrisy no hi- hippocrates how do you say his name hippocrates hippocrates <laughs> i like hippocrates <laughs> That's yet another way of saying because you said hypocrisy and Hippocrates. <laughs> I like and, and what is how do you say it? How do you say it? What's Hippocrates? It? That's a hard word to say. Well, yeah, it's Greek and Latin. Hippocrates, it's Greek. Yeah, and he thought when he looked at it, it looked like crabs, but it was translated to cancer oh, the cells. You mean yes, through a yes. microscope? Wow. Well, no, it's a very long time ago. Yes, I don't know that he had a microscope. Microscope. Anyway, <laughs> the Romans changed the word to cancer. crabs to, to cancer. cancer. Yeah, Hippocrates. Well, yeah, Hippocrates. Hippocrates. Because, of course, uh, the How, crab is Hippocrates. Hippocrates. Oh. Remember the astrological sign cancer. for cancer is a, a crab. crab. So that makes sense. It does. Yeah. It, <laughs> Let oh, me does. be the translator between Greek and Roman and modern <laughs> times. I like that, Lori. <laughs> okay, this one I think is interesting. It's easier to, t- to detect art forgeries now because of the nuclear bombs that were used in World War II. They contained two isotopes. I know I said that right. That's right. Yeah, That, that didn't the- exist in nature before. So if the paint contains any trace of them... It means the painting was made after 1945. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. And we've just burned 300 calories a day just by thinking. Oh, well, that's good. That might well, be. We probably we're on track to burn more because we're. I feel like we're thinking and thinking and thinking all the time. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'd like to set. <laughs> this is a warning to people who mm-hmm. go to Costco very late at night when you're starving, mm-hmm. like I did last night. I think I was one of the last people in the store. I spent so much money on There's food. so much good stuff to buy. Oh, I went there this weekend and I bought five items, $125. Oh, I was way over that. Yeah. But five items. Yeah, wow. Well, everything you must have is got a big thing. So. Everything's in bulk. 
Yeah. Did you get some of that artichoke dip? I love no, that stuff. I, no, no. Soup? You know what? Soups. Soups. And then I put them in containers and froze some. Oh, yeah. smart I move. was doing, and my freezer, I have a side-by-side refrigerator. I don't even know why they make them. That little freezer side, you can fit like three items oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah, And they yeah. fall out when you open the door. Right. I'm like, I hate this thing. Um, but I got this pots, pots de cream. Pots de creme. Oh, peau de creme. Or pots de cream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that stuff is <laughs> they so delicious. They have pumpkin. Oh, my gosh. So I Why didn't you bring one in? I almost did, Lori. And I forgot this dessert wine thing that I had at home, too, that I was bringing in for you guys. I just, who knows what happened. They with had peau de creme. Pumpkin. Pumpkin. It's basically... Um, it's yeah. pumpkin pudding. Pudding. Fancy it's pumpkin pudding. pudding with some, like, like kind of like a... Almost granola brown sugar topping that you pour on it. I didn't have one. But I didn't have two. I had three. Yes, because it's it's made with just the best ingredients: oh. butter, sugar, eggs, pumpkin. whole milk, pumpkin. Because we had a pumpkin. Um, oh, your dad loved that dessert at oh. the, the Harbor View oh, restaurant or whatever on on the New in New Smyrna. Smyrna. He we on the Intercoastal. We would go there, oh. and we would go there. Well, we wanted dinner, but we went there for, for the. Dessert. Yeah, peau de cream, which oh. I did call pots de cream because I, like, I didn't know how to call it. I like it. to call mm. it pots de cream. Well, you're the Frenchie. I know. You're the Frenchie, but anyway. can spell it, but can't pronounce it. But <laughs> listen, one of two isn't bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here is, so that's just a shout out because they're at Costco right mm-hmm. now. Very good. That's good. Mm-hmm. And you had three. I, I I'm couldn't. I, I'm well, they're very little. Much, I, they're little. Sure. Okay. No, Lori, they were plenty. Oh, they I were. mean, I'm like on a carb. Um, you know, when you're tired and you grocery shop first and then you're tired and you grocery shop and you buy carbs, that's just where I go. Another, just a little warning when you're going through a car wash, a drive through car wash, don't turn your wipers on. They clip off right away. Oh, because why would you turn your wipers on? The lady on? gave me, um, and a rag to wash off my dash. And so I'm wiping oh, down my dash and I accidentally, and there goes clip. <laughs> Both of them flew off. Oh, my word. So that's just a little warning. I've always thought a car wash death scene or murder, you know, somehow like that would be in a scary movie that the car wash. I can't believe it hasn't. I know it. I know we it. We had the fun. I always call wash, my mom yeah. or somebody when to I'm in the car wash that I let them know I'm alive right. and in the car wash. And I'm like, Mom. I'm in the car wash, and she goes, oh, I hate being in those things. I'm like, me too. That's why I'm calling. I just love them because I know my car is going to be clean finally. No, I like it, but I always yeah. just, for those few seconds yep. when you can't see, and it's sudsing, and the thing, and I'm just like, God, this would just be like a, you know. Someone could be in All the All of a sudden, seat. it just starts crushing your car. That sounds terrible. A lot it could does. happen. No, people are going to have dreams. I know it. I people know. are going to. Call gonna- your friends when you're. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. In a car wash. <laughs> Ask Patrick Royce about his car wash story one day. He, yeah. It will make you laugh. Oh. He, he had his door open and the thing oh. flew back and wrecked his door. Oh, sure. Oh, my, my God. It's hysterical. My mom had one back in the day when she used to get her hair, you know, get her hair done. Remember Dippity Doo? Yeah, I do remember um, But she went to DuPont Salon on the corner of um, Snelling. Get her hair Excuse done. me, in the corner of Grand and Saratoga. And it was a basement salon. Very nice. And she had her hair set. And, mm-hmm. you know, set and curled, set and curled. <laughs> and then she went to a car wash. Oh, no. And somehow left the window, opened her window and just was soggy. <laughs> and, you know, well, she, we didn't have a lot of excess money. So I think she was just deflated. Yeah. And oh, you ruined those roll up windows, boys yes, and girls. They weren't they, fast. They were not fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were oh, not yeah. fast. Oh, yeah. And she was just like devastated, oh, no. soaking wet. Um, okay, so other uh, things we just found out that um, the the royal king Prince Charles III the coronation is not going to be till next August, which I think is a good and not, excuse me June. Oh, June. Do you know that? Uh, I I saw it. I I have. He's going to have a hard time. Yeah, I think so. He's going to have a hard time. So. When you hear about like. George Snuffleupagus when they were interviewing Mike Myers this morning, <laughs> and he was talking about his. His love for the queen. Mm-hmm. And he says, geez, another person that was so affected. She had such an impact because she was here forever. And and he at, doesn't have it. it was, He's not going to have it. And when the crown season five comes out, Julia, it's going to be brutal for old King Charles. Absolutely brutal because he was a monster to Diana. Yeah. He was so entitled and the fact that Camilla went to their wedding and he continued to bang her and he gave them both the same gift and she wore white to the wedding, oh. Camilla. All this is going to be in the crown and none of it is made up. It's all fact stuff. So it is. Charles has no one to blame but himself for no, the hard road that's ahead of him. Okay, there's a new haunted house in town. Oh, good. It's called Nowhere Haunted House in Invergrove Heights. It's people that absolutely used to win awards for their yard oh, displays and everything, yeah. and now they've they've made it a big thing. And there's a kids' day Sundays, but it's supposed to be pretty darn scary. It's called Nowhere Haunted House, Ultimate Fear Seekers. Where do we go? No, to Invergrove Heights and Nowhere Haunted House. Nowhere website. Haunted okay. House. I think that's the website. Okay, thank you. Nowherehauntedhouse.com. Thank you. I'm gonna check it out. Hippocrates. Hippocrates. Isotope. I, you did get isotope, and I, then you had uh, George Snuffleupagus. Oh, I think he, there. Yeah. I've always called him that. He's Snuffle. Sorry, Wait, I love what, it. What's happening with the talk? Yes, I love you guys. All right, let's take a look at your mind talk. All right, well, Harry Styles was singing to a young someone brought like their two-year-old, which I always judge when people bring babies to concert. Yes. They got mufflers on their ears. Still too young. All right. I mean, what a waste. What if they're with the band? Yeah, I don't know, but he was singing to it. But people have already started. He's going to be, there's going to be a Harry Ween. Mm -hmm. There has been. Last (laughs) year it was Harry Ween at Madison Square Garden. 
And this year it's going to be at the new stadium in L.A. Yeah, wherever he's performing on Halloween, they call it Harry Ween. People have already <laughs> yeah. started sitting there. Well, <laughs> it's a Harry Ween. They're the, sitting for waiting for the Harry Ween. Huh? The word the got out to Harry Styles fans <laughs> to stay away from Don't Worry Darling because Harry Styles is ugly and old for most of the movie. And that spread around with the stylers. Did you see that? Did you see how much the ticket sales dropped the second week? Oh yeah! And now, now the box office is just over thirty-four million, and it's been out for like ten days. And Wednesdays, which is usually a good adult day at the mm-hmm. theaters, yeah. you know, senior yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday night, you know, it's a good down fifty-two percent from Tuesday. And again, you know, I'll just remind you of Kim Douglas, Hollywood legend, who just posted in all caps on her Instagram, do not go see Don't Worry Darling. Okay. You know, my favorite thing about the movie movie. is like, it feels like a, like a movie. It feels like a real, like, you know, go to the theater film movie that, you know, you you kind of, the reason why you go to watch something on the big screen. Yeah, because it's a movie. movie. And the so, yeah, the all press is good press. The it's Onset Affair, the the spitting, the Chris Pine and Lil and Florence being on it, just really, because this movie needs to make $35 million because the marketing was the same amount as the movie. So oh, it's a $70 it. million dollar okay, movie. Okay, got it. And um, what is it going to video, I wonder? I don't, I don't know, but the Harry Styles fans are so upset because we don't want to see Harry old and fugly, okay, at all. They are in any way, shape, or form for five minutes of pretty Harry. It's a movie. He's only five minutes pretty in this movie. Apparently, that's the weird twist in this movie. Like we've seen the best (laughs) parts in the trailer. You were supposed to go to this movie. No, I said I wasn't going to. I absolutely wasn't going to. I'd spend enough time gossiping about it. Why should I? Uh, you know, I want to see something that I want to see on the yeah. big I screen. I spent enough time gossiping. Yeah. Why should I be forced to go see it? Right. <laughs> I went to the Stepford Wives in the theater with uh, Nicole Kidman. I saw it yeah. too. I was probably with you. I hated that. Yeah, right. I'd rather re-watch the Stepford yes. Wives, the original, and just, you know, again, say, God dang it, why didn't Tina Louise become a movie star after yeah. this movie? <laughs> there you go. She's there so beautiful. Go. Now, here's a story, though, that you might like. Um, this is being reported to us from Roger Freeman at Showbiz 411. So there's this movie called The Greatest Beer Run Ever, which is based on a true story called The Greatest Beer Run Ever about this guy, Chicky Donahue. And in the movie, Zach Efron plays Chicky and he is delivering the goods. Nice. The audience loves this movie. I've heard about it, yeah. It's based on a book. It's based on a book and Chicky was out of the Marines and his buddies were a couple years younger. They got drafted and were sent to Vietnam. Chicky was for the war, but you know, he was already out of the Marines. He wanted to help his buddies, so he boarded a merchant marine ship to Saigon. To deliver, to deliver beers to a bunch of his friends, ignored the dangers, and uh, his adventure became this book. And it's directed by Peter Farrelly, won the Oscar for Green Book. And Zac Efron 
is playing chicky with everything he's got, and he delivers the goods and the beer, and it's in theaters now. I don't know if it's in Minneapolis, but it'll be on Apple TV in, I think, a couple weeks. But Roger says, go see it in a theater. It's an actual fun night out at the movies. Critics didn't like it much, but they didn't take it seriously or enjoy it. They just... They made a question to, you know, a mistake to question its veracity. And he said, um, you know, that the guy who helped him do a book, he is a top-notch reporter and chicky, and the whole gang is still alive, these guys. And the only made-up part of the movie is the part that Russell Crowe plays, which is a war photographer. And they just needed a guide and a friend and a storyline to move the story along in Vietnam and country. So he just said all the guys who play the Vietnam soldiers yeah. are authentic and genuine. And Efron is like... And it's Russell Crowe, too, who's always yeah. great in a movie. Yeah. yeah. And the movie has a happy ending. I'll have oh. to... I'll tell have to your check dad this about out. this. Yeah, because my dad, I think I told you guys this, he ran the mess hall. He was the cook, and oh. so he had access to the fridge, which if you have access to, to a the fridge, fridge, you're, you're, the, king, you're man, the king, man. They keep the beer cold. And yeah. so my dad had access to a cold fridge, and yeah. he was everybody's best friend. Yeah, and so these guys are all like in their late 70s now. Oh, I'm watching this with my dad. For yeah, sure. yeah. And, and it's called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. And so Roger Friedman is very... Uh, hopeful for Zach Efron in his quest to take on more mature movies. I like this it. will you kind know, of set the standard or set a new set standard. a new stage for him. There you go. Yeah, cool. Pamela Anderson has revealed her cover of her new movie, or not her new movie, her memoir, and it's just a beautiful picture of her, and it says, "Pamela Anderson, love Pamela." Yeah. Yeah. We do. Really nice. <laughs> I like and, it. But I love how she is describing this. Is oh, she going to be talking about the, the Pam and Tom? hated the greatest beer run. Yeah, no. Roger, That's just totally 42 versus audience 90. 90. Roger, this is another one. Roger yeah. went to the theater with Chicky and the gang in New York. And that's yeah. why he's just like, forget what the critics, they did not get this movie, but the audience does. And yeah. it's a fun night wow. out. So. Um, so yeah, uh, so Pamela said, uh, she posted a look and, you know, Harper Collins is publishing this. It's coming out January 31st. She said it's going to be raw and intimate, but here's where her description then scared me next. I don't want to read it. No, 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 neither one of us will read this, but listen to that. Remember when she wrote her Ramona Clef novel that that was so good. It was so good. That was basically a story maybe of her and Tommy Lee, but you just change all the names and you publish it like fiction long time ago. But here's what she promises. Vivid prose interspersed with bursts of original poetry I always hate it when a book just segues into poetry or haiku or something like that, you know. I don't know. Unless it's you're like a musician and you give us song lyrics or something like that. And um, and then, you know, Netflix is doing a documentary about her that she's cooperating with a documentary. So she's cooperating home movies, you know, whatever. Was it Star, Lori? Star was Was her. Because it was a pink book with a. Yeah. And it was basically a story about herself, but yep. it was all all the names were disguised. Yep. And um, so anyway, you know what? Good for you, Pamela I, Anderson. She really kind of got such a I raw end of the stick in Hollywood where Tommy Lee was praised and she was so shamed about that video. You know, the sex tape. Yeah, I just, I feel like... Um, 
She would have a good story. She is such an incredible how she's discovered story. Even that well, is amazing. Sure, but I feel like we all know that. Okay, but to see that on the yeah. screen, think about it, that you're sitting in the stands at a football yeah, game wearing a Labatt's jersey, right. and the camera you know, pans on you, and you're just this... That would be, I could see that being a good story. I just, yeah. Yeah, So, and I don't know, you know, like the chances of that happening. People go to these things all the time, hoping the camera will pin on them. But for that to happen is a once in a lifetime thing. And then she really is. It's like a girl from Northern Minnesota or something. You don't, you're not a big city girl. You're like uh, hockey and Fishing and saunas and baking with her grandma and, you know, making out. She probably had a steady boyfriend in high school. <laughs> making out, I love oh I mean, gosh. I don't know. She really was just plucked from obscurity. She was. From that. She was. Hockey game. She was. Pamela? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and then, then the next thing you know, she's tool-time girl. Tool-time. She was, yeah. She would Two years she did that. And then they brought in Heidi. Her first two seasons. She yeah. Was, I'm actually re-watching that I, So I'm really curious because I think that she saw, like, really... She's at the age, too, because she's, like, 56. So people were still doing terrible things. Oh, of course. You of know, course. just like what we experienced right. in corporate America. The stuff... We look back on it and we're like, we can't believe... Uh, the behavior. And so she's going to have that with Hollywood plus the whole Hef thing. Yeah. That whole thing. I, I guess I am going to read this book and I'm going to skip over the prose and the poetry. I don't. <laughs> I am too. Any haiku pages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I'm done with that. But I mean, if she really does like really tell it and she's working with uh, Netflix and, you know, it could be good. And she's already sold her. That was one thing she did for her boys. And we learned that in her, oh, that's right. her reality show. She sold the rights all to of her likeness to her f- for her boys yes. to another you know company yep. to do. And got, I mean, it was worth a ton of money. It was like a hundred million dollars or something mm-hmm. because she's going to be like the Marilyn. She is. So for whenever when you they think use... of how many, like when you think of just how drop dead, absolutely we saw gorgeous Grant and Mr. Person. Charles. Really? And I thought I was going to die. I, oh. She literally looked like I came an back angel. to the table. Oh, she glowing? I'm like, Laura, I just saw Pamela Anderson. She's the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen in my life. In my life. In their she's, life. Of anyone oh. we've ever seen she's anywhere. She's dropped dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just, like, incredible. Yeah, so, you know, not an easy thing to <laughs> age from that, too. No. You know, and to have that and then that whole, you know... Thing, that sex tape that got stolen and everything, well, how and mortified. Then, she was so upset about that. And Tommy Lee was just like, yeah, you know, we're fine. Kind of knowing that. I mean, think not too many women would have been okay with that unless no. you had Chris Jenner in your life. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, listen, we come back. We got a Hollywood speak. What is the meaning of Julia, this? Julia, yes. Giselle Bunchen opened the gates to her, wherever she's staying and in clear sight of the paparazzi was with a lady and they were... Saging. I the, saw this. The I, inside of her car. A holistic uh, healer. Yes. A smudge stick. <laughs> a smudge I, stick. I love that. That I is know. literally, I, saw, I am having a fresh start. Yeah, get I, rid of the Brady. I absolutely love that. That is a deliberate. Of course it is. Yeah, that is a deliberate thing. And apparently uh, the Mega Mansion building at their place in Miami stopped. Several weeks ago, construction. Oh, um, 
Like oh. maybe July. Okay. But because it's like a gated, fancy area and nobody was talking. Mm-hmm. Everything is stalled. I mean, this place, have you seen this place? It's no, like I only can't half even done. It's like half done. It's a half done $150 million house. Jeez. That's going to be quite the battle to figure out. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's just... Um, they own like $26 million in other properties at yeah. least. And they have so much. Yeah. All right. So they are... Yep. Too bad he couldn't quit screwing football. His lovely <laughs> mistress. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Damn it. Right, damn it. Damn it. You. Okay. Shaquille O'Neal mm-hmm. um, is trying to lose weight because he wants to be in a Fruit of the Loom underwear commercial <laughs> yes. with his kids. Yes. Okay. I don't know why he's got to lose weight. No. But I- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I don't know that I want to see Shaquille O'Neal in Fruit of the Looms of any kind. He's a fun guy. I he bet is you, funny. I bet you he he's, could make that a He's already commercial. dropped 35 pounds. Oh. He weighs... Weighed more than 400 pounds. Yeah, oh, I know. We still, um, confessions of a video vixen. Karen um, something. She was she his, was side, his chick. side chick when, when he, was he was married mm-hmm. and playing. Um, For the Lakers. Yeah, and she said he had to order this King, California King plus, 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 Mattress. and they screwed on it twice, and they had to get a new one uh-huh. because he sweats so much. He's a big boy. Yeah. Well, I would like to see him in Fruit of the Looms that are pulled up like to his nipples or something like that. I just thought that was kind of funny. I love it. I don't know. That's that's cute that you want to get your kids a Fruit of the Loom. But I don't know, Shaq, if really you and Fruit of the Looms. I mean, I'm thinking more like, you know, Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, but that's the funny part. But he wants to do it with his boys. I I think that's funny. Yeah. Okay. Um... How about this one? Uh, I don't know what you're going to say about this one, Julia, but uh, Prince Harry and Elton John have sued the Daily Mail for hacking into their phones and placing cameras. They've done this before. The Daily Mail is dirty. dirty they dirty. did this Hugh Grant, and there was I, a whole ring of people that they did this to. They paid a huge fine, I With thought. Elizabeth Hurley back yes. in the day in the yes, 90s. Yes, it was huge, and they played a huge fine. They're terrible, dirty people. And the thing I can never understand is that the Daily Mail, which is owned by Associated Newspaper mm-hmm. and several of their other affiliates, are in the Royal Rota. They get to have access, access. to Buckingham Palace. Yeah, and Harry has always been like, he's been wanting to change that. He's like, why do we work with these a-holes? I don't know. Who are terrible to our mom. They're bad to you. They're bad to everybody. Yes, they are. But once in a while, they come in helpful. But they, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're right. This is what they're saying is yeah. that, that they hired investigators to put listening devices in their homes and cars and paid police to dig up information. So Elton John and Prince Harry are... Part of the group, there's a there's other people that are in it, and that the Daily Mail also paid hospital, um, impersonated hospital staff to gain access to medical information. 
That's just wrong and terrible. But this is going on. I mean, this has happened at Cedar Sinai, Lori. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. In LA. People well, do. Well, that was somebody selling it. This yep. is impersonating medical staff to get records and stuff like that. Yikes. Yeah. They really played dirty and the Roy Prince King Charles ought to figure out that Royal Rota and he should dump that. Yep, he oh, should. I mean, at least this comes—that's bad, right? It is bad. If they'll bug your son and bug Sir Elton John, you, you could right, be right. bugged next. And by the way, you were bugged. Somebody released your—you know—I want to be a tampon Camilla right? conversation. <laughs> Why doesn't he remember the humiliation Sorry. of that? I don't. There's know, actual Lori. audio of Charles saying to Camilla that he wished to be a tampon and live inside her forever. Well, and and Bill... Right, of all the things to wish. Bill, what was his name, wanted to be a loofah. Bill (laughs) Bill O'Reilly. O'Reilly wanted to be a loofah. I mean, these men in there... They're perverted! But they're really bad. (laughs) They're... You'd think they'd be better with words. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, come on, men. Really. Men, yeah. no. Mm-mm. All right. <laughs> okay, Britney Spears, uh, after her mom apologized on her Instagram, she did a whole new post and basically just said, go bleep yourself. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Here's what she said. For 13 years, I had to meet doctors weekly to bring up my past, which made it worse. As for my whole family, including my brother, sister, cousins, aunts, uncles, well... They were either stoned or drunk off their you-know-whats. I was the mother bleeping saint who was scared to move or I knew my dad would put me somewhere if I didn't cooperate. And she just said, not one bleep bleep. Mom, take your apology and go bleep yourself. Jesus. Yeah. And then she had a little quote from Rita Bay Brown that said, one of the keys to happiness is a bad memory. I would agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I would agree. So to that. she's trying. I think Lynn. No, no. I think Brittany, Brittany is trying to have a bad memory, but it is so traumatic for her I think every so. day to wake up and think about this betrayal that this, happened to her. It just went on for so many years. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and I then think it's hard. you think and then about her kids not being right, and then she's writing the yeah. book. She's working with somebody, so she's reliving and. I got to believe that the person who's helping her writing it is having a hard time picking their job off the floor as Brittany is relating all the, like even just the chapter of all the different ways she tried over the years to get a phone to call somebody. Right. It's just ridiculous. I mean, right. I that would be very triggering so. redoing. So. And she's working on that book. So every day she's reliving it. So I am not, I, Brittany, you, if you want to use your dear Instagram out loud like that, go right ahead. Your fans love you. They helped you. You changed conservatorship law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she did. She did. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but yeah, Lynn, stop apologizing to your daughter. Try and figure out, um, you know, uh, giving her space. Do you want to Hollywood speak this? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Savannah Guthrie nominating Hoda Kopke to be in Forbes 50 over 50. Okay, the Hollywood speak on that is that the PR team were like, they're looking for somebody. Hoda's over 50. Savannah's 48. We'll say that Savannah nominated her, but we're going to nominate her. I watched it. I don't think there's any beef between those ladies. There's no beef between those ladies. I think that was all made up. Minka, whatever her name is, from... um, uh, Morning Joe. Yeah, Morning Joe. 
is the one who was responsible for putting this together with Forbes. Yeah. And she's a dear friend with Hoda's. Mm -hmm. And so Savannah, Hoda, and Minka are sitting on the couch. Savannah and Hoda are teary-eyed about how... You know, Hoda in her 50s, it's uh, it's all about women in their 50s plus doing remarkable things. And mm-hmm. Hoda, in her, when she was in her 50s, decided, I want to have kids. I'm going to yeah. make it happen. Yeah. And they're touching each other, crying. There's no animosity I, between those two. I, no, I think somebody had a contract negotiation and they had a good publicist planting stories. I guess. Erica Jane. You know. Well, she's not planting good I'm, stories, but I mean that that there was like to because up the there pressure. was really a lot of negative press about those two not getting along. Yeah, it was. But, it I was mean, a lot. Note to self when negotiating a contract, right? You know that that is a that is a thing that could be done. Yeah. Is like make it seem like someone could leave. Yeah, it's not without the realm of possibility. When Reese Witherspoon was on with the GMA, they they're like. Well, the morning show is water cooler conversation for yes. us because of some art of the imitating specific life. art imitating. And what did life. she say? She said, "I gotta believe it is. I gotta <laughs> believe it is because I, I think they do. I think they have gotten stories from people who've been producers. And oh, of course. In that world, it's just too real and good. Yeah, yeah. Of All course. Right. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 